welcome to the second episode of the Geneva Health Files podcast. Geneva Health Files is an investigative newsletter that tracks power and politics in global health. And this is our podcast that seeks to simplify complex matters in global health because health is everybody's business. Today we will discuss how the pandemic has upended the way international trade and global health work together. We will be talking about the TRIPS waiver, a landmark proposal first put forward by South Africa and India in October of last year at the World Trade Organization. The proposal essentially seeks to allow all countries to not grant or enforce intellectual property protection on medical tools and technologies for the duration of the pandemic that is until widespread vaccination and the access to treatments have been achieved many listeners may have lived this story day in and day out and probably know all the twists and turns so while uncertainty swirls around what will happen next in the story of the waiver after the surprise postponement of the wto ministerial conference let's seize the moment to review and recap in broad brush strokes the journey so far and what this means for the world picture this nearly 2 years into the covid-19 pandemic with more than 255 million infections and a staggering 5 million deaths we are reeling under the impact of vaccine nationalism and vaccine hoarding more than 75% of the vaccines developed to protect people against the virus have gone to richer countries every day there are six times more boosters administered globally than primary doses in low income countries the world health organization has called these vaccine inequities a scandal and a catastrophic moral failure economies are in dire straits there continues to be limited manufacturing capacities for vaccines and inadequate supply of all medical products all this on the back of new variants rising infections and mortality with millions of people still susceptible and unprotected we are here and we have been here before not only during covid-19 but also during the hiv aids crisis what the waiver proposal seeks to do is to introduce a new legal measure that could boost manufacturing capacities for medical products spark collaborations across regions and redraw power dynamics between countries and companies led by south africa and india the proposal is now co-sponsored by 64 wto members if approved billions of people could get access to medical products sooner rather than later at affordable prices the waiver seeks to address the causes of artificial scarcity of medical tools all of this can take shape in an expanded policy space for countries with reduced political and commercial pressures we potentially can get here if countries decide to do so this is what countries have been discussing at the world trade organization a waiver of the provisions of the multilateral agreement on trade related aspects of intellectual property rights or trips as it's known so how has the story unfolded so far for more than 12 months Countries have been locked in discussions trying to agree on ways to improve the access to medical products to fight COVID-19 with the waiver as the focus. 
some of the richest countries including the european union the uk switzerland among other members at the wto have remained opposed to the trips waiver proposal throughout these discussions even as over time many more countries have moved to support the waiver among supporters apart from other developing countries also are the united states and australia amid the cut and the thrust of the debate on the waiver counter proposals to this proposal have also been introduced notably by the european union what started at the wto has sparked a global campaign in support of the waiver with many moderators of this dialogue that have gone far beyond the original proponents from civil society actors to academics of intellectual property from nobel laureates to former heads of state all have rallied behind the proposal calling for a waiver the world health organization has also joined this international community of waiver supporters the trips waiver uh, was meant to be used during emergency situations like this one uh, this pandemic is unprecedented so the question is if we cannot use it now during this unprecedented situation when do we use the trips waiver you can even ask why do we even in the first place have had this uh, ip waiver in the provision if we are not going to use it in such conditions i think manufacturers and governments should really ask themselves this question so where do the waiver negotiations stand now typically negotiations at the wto is a dance of quid pro quos give and take between members across a range of issues so countries have been evaluating the trips waiver discussions in the larger international trade context that also includes negotiations on agriculture and fisheries on the waiver specifically wto members especially south africa and european union have been working hard to find ways to reach a consensus on the process it is not clear whether the final outcome whenever it may materialize will simply mean clarifying existing rules as the eu has suggested or whether it will mean that south africa and india will be able to preserve some of the elements of their proposal if this is adopted at the wto countries could be allowed to waive their obligations on providing intellectual property protection including for patents and undisclosed information or trade secrets for the duration of the pandemic proponents believe that waiving obligations under the specific categories of intellectual property enshrined in the trips agreement will help make access to vaccines diagnostics and therapeutics easier if local manufacturers are not encumbered by the threats of getting sued on the grounds of patent infringement they will be able to manufacture drugs and other medical tools for the pandemic faster concerns remain on whether a waiver can also lead to technology transfer something that is essential for the scaling up in the production of medical products in the course of the year the discussions which were deadlocked for months got a boost back in may when the new biden administration in the us expressed support for the waiver this sent the trade community in geneva into a state of nervous excitement with even wto officials caught by surprise at the change in the american position on intellectual property for the first time in the 25 years since the trips agreement had come into force here is catherine tai american trade chief at an event in geneva recently organized by the center for trade and economic integration 
at the Graduate Institute. The Biden administration's embrace and endorsement of the TRIPS waiver and the waiver proponents is uh, about our commitment to uh, the global COVID response and about the need to address what we are hearing from so many WTO members, which is that um, we need more production of vaccines and we need a more equitable distribution of those vaccines. And while we are making progress collectively, there's still a lot more progress that we need to make. No matter the final outcome on the waiver, this moment will be seen in the years to come as one of the most significant in the trade diplomacy world. Given the sheer expansion of the waiver proposal in the public imagination, expectations are high that the waiver proponents will eventually be able to come away from the negotiating table with tools to address the pandemic by liberalizing vaccine production, for example. What may be more difficult to win, for example, will be access to undisclosed information that holds the key to making drugs and vaccines. To be sure, there is a lot of pressure to maintain the status quo in this high-stakes policy debate. And sticking to the status quo means essentially letting the pharmaceutical industry decide on the terms and conditions of manufacturing and licensing of medical tools and technologies even at the peak of health emergencies. While the waiver by itself will not immediately address supply chain constraints, it will nevertheless help ease the legal environment for manufacturing of medical products at the local level to fight the pandemic. Here is WTO Director General Ngozi Okonyo-Iviela on the challenges around manufacturing and capacity issues in an interview with Peter Mandelson of Global Council. I cannot take sides on this issue of what I think about the TRIPS waiver because I have members on both sides. I think that by focusing also only on the TRIPS waiver, people are missing a very important point. The simple fact is that the world was not equipped, did not have enough production capacity for vaccines in the first place. We were producing about 5 billion doses of vaccines total prior to the pandemic. And then the pandemic came and we find we need about 10 to 15 billion doses. So we have to focus on that. Even if you got the IP waiver today, but you don't have any factory or manufacturing plant to produce the vaccines, you're not going to get anywhere. So you need to increase production capacity. You need to decentralize production from the 10 countries. 80% of world export of vaccines come from 10 countries. And we've now found that in this crisis, that doesn't work. So what will be the legacy of this waiver debate, whether it becomes a reality or not? No matter how this ends, many believe that the conversation around intellectual property and the access to medicines has changed forever. After all, who would have imagined that they would see the day when the European Union would be advocating for the issue of compulsory licensing? Compulsory licensing is a mechanism which authorizes the production of a patented product or process without the consent of the patent owner. It was not long ago that WTO members, including the EU, would routinely deploy political pressure on countries who use these mechanisms to address public health challenges. The EU now proposes to rectify this to an extent. And that is some kind of progress. And in the bigger picture, the debate over the waiver has cast a harsh light on how the TRIPS agreement itself has ultimately failed developing countries in ensuring their access to medicines during a health emergency. 
Here is Professor Siva Tambisetti of the London School of Economics speaking at an event organized by the civil society group Third World Network where she reminds us of the unfulfilled promise of the TRIPS agreement. There was a grand bargain in the TRIPS agreement and the grand bargain was that poorer countries will eventually become technologically proficient and be able to participate in the knowledge economy. What we have seen is not just a lack of commitment to deal with humanitarian uh, needs that are urgent, but also a profound lack of commitment to enable these countries to develop technological resilience and become more proficient. And I think there's an arc of history here that is bending away from these countries becoming part of the knowledge economy. So I think that puts the whole of the TRIPS agreement in question. In the light of the announcement to defer the ministerial conference, what's next? Over this period, WTO's 164 members have struggled to find consensus on intellectual property response to the pandemic, even as the crisis gets more acute with every passing day. So immediate are the challenges with the emergence of another new variant that trade negotiators from the Global South were unable to travel to Geneva this week for the now-deferred ministerial conference postponed just days before it was supposed to begin. This conference could have been and may yet be a defining moment for WTO. 20 years after the Doha Declaration was won, the pressure is on the WTO as never before to remain relevant. The Doha Declaration was a clear victory for developing countries in working to mitigate the interests of business against public health priorities in the framework of global trade. Will WTO members work together so that the waiver will also put health over trade? What the waiver proposal has already achieved is it has changed the relationship between rule makers and rule takers. This is the least we could expect after 5 million deaths. Yet, the story of this pandemic continues and continues to throw up even more uncertainties and crisis in its path. Will this crisis, in fact, open up a window to address the pandemic decisively? Will the real threat of a new variant that has swept away the WTO ministerial conference be, in fact, a catalyst for the adoption of the TRIPS waiver? Can the raw epidemiology of this virus trump the cold-blooded calculations of trade and economic considerations that have dictated countries' positions on the waiver proposal? If that happens, we will be living through history. Thank you for listening to the Geneva Health Files podcast. If you want to read more about the TRIPS waiver, head to genevahealthfiles.substack.com That's genevahealthfiles.substack.com for a comprehensive and consistent analysis on this. I thank my production team for bringing you this important episode. Stay tuned to our next one. We will continue to report on the politics behind rulemaking in global health. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.